On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we're going to talk about the players who have been placed on waivers ahead of the final rosters being due today at 5 p.m. We are going to discuss where the Panthers stand as far as the salary cap. We're going to also discuss Mackenzie Weger signing an extension with the Calgary Flames just this past weekend. And we're going to discuss the latest in the Hockey Canada investigation, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Monday, October 10th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MonoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden and Lockdown NHL. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, the Florida Panthers finished 2-4-0 and in the preseason, but you, we don't really focus too much on preseason records as far as the direction that we want to see this team go. We just want to see... These players develop great habits and, of course, work together. Of course, get some rest for Panthers players who you don't want to see them in meaningless hockey games, especially towards the tail end of the preseason. But the Florida Panthers did get a few players back at at practice today at the FLA Live Arena. Uh, That's where today's practice is being held. The, The Panthers... Let's first start off with Matthew Kachuk. He's back with, with the team. It is uh, with a line of Sam Bennett and Rudolph Balsers, who, hey, Rudolph Balsers got a another goal on Saturday's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, even though it was in a losing effort. Uh, Alexi Hepaniemi got a goal, uh, which was deflected off a Tampa Bay Lightning skater. And we'll talk a little bit about Alexi Hepaniemi a little bit later in this segment but Patrick Hornquist was also back and last week he was wearing a non-contact jersey for the Panthers now he's wearing a regular uh practice jersey so any players any fans that was that were looking for LTIR space for Patrick Hornquist going into this season it was never going to be a thing because he was in a he was at least skating the only indication that would have led me to believe that there would have been any LTIR space for Patrick Hornquist would have been if he wasn't even on the ice at all. Uh, it had to be that extreme of a situation for uh, Patrick Hornquist. So those players have uh, returned to the ice. But there have been a few players who have been placed on waivers for the Cats uh, as as they make their last round of cuts. Uh, rosters are due at 5 p.m. on Monday. Uh, we'll find out whether these players that I'm about to list will clear waivers at 2 p.m. today. And the following players have been placed on waivers for the Panthers. Center Chris Tierney, uh, forward Gerald Mayhew, goalie Alex Lyon, Michael, defenseman Michael Dozado, Lucas Carlson, defenseman, and forward Alexi Heponiemi. And 
Logan Hutzko was sent down to the minors, who was waivers exempt, according to Cap Friendly. But the surprising ones are mostly Lucas Carlson and Alexi Hepiniemi. Alexi Hepiniemi having a great preseason, uh, getting three goals uh, in, in the preseason, and having a chance to make the roster. But this is something that the Florida Panthers this season specifically were always going to struggle with as far as fitting players on the roster. And sometimes we even spoke about with the salary cap being at a at a at, at a flat cap that the that's that players who are making lower level salaries are going to be the guys who are squeezed out uh, unfortunately and we're even seeing that with veteran players like an Eric Stahl and or the the Panthers I have a belief that they want to keep him but but where they are right now, according to Cap Friendly, their total cap hit before the this last round of cuts, it's going to be more clear by today at 5 p.m. Right now, they stand at 90, 91, just over 91 million. You take out the salaries of six of the players, along with Logan Hutzko as well, the Panthers barely, barely fit on under... On, over over they're actually a little over the salary cap if you actually subtract Anthony Duclair's LTIR space too because everyone makes 750k of this group with the exception of Lucas Carlson who makes 800k and Logan Hutzko uh he's still on an ELC too so that that is just you're 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 right at the cap ceiling for for this team and and Eric Stahl is also not at practice today for the Panthers. So this could mean one of two things. Cut or he's negotiating a deal which might which might get the Panthers to make another transaction. I don't so that that is a situation where the Florida Panthers kind of they're 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 kind of in a tough situation and that was always going to be the case with the Andals buyout and and Scott Darling's last uh year as as being part of the dead cap for the Panthers but there are a few players who are still around for the Panthers uh Justin Sordiff is around still uh it's funny because on Wine and Wednesday last week when we were discussing Justin Sordiff and being getting some game action under his belt he he himself Justin Sordiff was talking about how he's getting a few skates in before being sent down so he kind of confirmed himself that he was being sent down but what are the chances that he improved so much throughout the, these last few day few days that convinced Paul Maurice saying that hey, I want him to be a part of this team? And Carver Hagee skated for a little bit this morning, and then eventually left. And Justin Sordiff was filled as part of Barkov's uh, left left wing, and uh, in, in today's practice. So what are the chances that Justin Sordiff makes the team? Zach Delpy hasn't been sent back down ever since being called back up for the Panthers, but he's not at practice neither uh, for for the Cats. As as far as the the guys who are there right now tweeting out, I I didn't see Zach Delpy's uh, name for the Panthers, and Matt Kierstead's not uh, at practice neither. But but Matt Kierstead was not part of the waivers yesterday for the Panthers. So is Matt Kirstead officially going to be the sixth defenseman for the Panthers? And chances are looking more likely that he could be. 
as far as the players on waivers, I don't see Chris Tierney being um, claimed. Mayhew, Lyon, Michael Dozado. The two players that we really need to really keep an eye on is Lucas Carlson and Alexi Hepaniemi. And I think it's less likely that Carlson of the two will get claimed. I don't think, I honestly, I'm 75% sure. This is just a random number that I'm putting out there. 75% sure that Alexi Hepaniemi uh, won't be claimed. And something that George Richards spoke about on his latest article from Florida Hockey Now about the latest waiver waivers that the Panthers were on is seeing a specific, uh, teams that are rebuilding that could take a flyer on on a on a player that is kind of a fringe roster player that could be part of the everyday lineup for another rebuilding team. I'm not gonna name the team uh, from that article because, of course, uh, want to encourage you guys to read. Uh, the article by George Richards of Florida Hockey Now. So a chance for those uh, those teams that are rebuilding for them to get a chance to claim a player like Alexa Hepaniemi. But it's a it's a risk that Bill Zito's uh, taking, that's for sure. And and Paul Maurice uh, that that they could they could eventually lose them for nothing. Not not saying that they have really any trade value, really, because they're just they're, right now they're they haven't proven themselves yet yet as far as as being consistent stays on the team but it's a risk that they're they're taking and eric stall if they find a way to sign him and fit him under the cap and an alexi hepaniemi and lucas carlson gets claimed i don't know how happy i'll be I, i really don't know i and this front office has done a really great job the last now three off seasons for the Panthers, but this is this might be some of the this might be a very questionable move for for this front office if they allow a a thirty seven year old veteran who didn't play in the NHL last season possibly allow him to block a, a, another player who has many years of of hockey in front of them, and I don't know how well it would sit for for me honestly with with that. So really. It's it's a wait and see game right now for for us and the and the rest of this Panthers team that we 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 could very well see uh, one thing or the other. I I don't have a crystal ball to really say because they they're really up against the cap. It's like right there. Uh, when just doing the calculations early, I'm like I don't I don't know how they're gonna. I, I at this point I don't know how they're gonna fit Eric Stahl uh, in, in in the lineup even if they want him it really comes down to the financials and someone, someone else might be unfortunately screwed over in, in that, in that case, when it comes to the, this roster and it's going to be, it's when we talked about taking a step back for this Panthers team, this is, this is the fruits of their labor, the reaping what you sow as far as where, where the Panthers stand. And it, a little, a little setback for a big comeback is what we're hope hope what we hope to see for this team but some growing pains will have to come around in the meantime and that's where we stand with the panthers uh and of course everything will everything could change once game one happens and if you go on a winning streak early to start the season then we could go back and very well 
say that Bill Zito is a genius for every everything that that he's done. And I still think very well that Bill Zito knows what he's doing and that he has a good sense of direction for where he wants to take this team because he's going to continue to have a long leash. The Matthew Kachuk trade uh, also said that along with Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice is also going to have a long leash too with this Florida Panthers team. It's not a one-year experiment. It's a uh, three to four year experiment right now for for this team and what they're investing in. So a little, little bit of steps back that continuing for the Panthers. And this isn't going to be the last one this season for uh, Bill Zito and company. When Anthony Duclair comes back, there's going to have to be a tough decision as well of who is going to, what $3 million are you going to take off the roster to put Anthony Duclair back there in the Panthers roster? And these are the continuing the, these are the continuing difficulties that the this front office are is going to have to go, go through all throughout this season. But in the next segment, we're going to discuss the latest Mackenzie Weger extension with the Calgary Flames that will pay him for the next eight years. We're going to discuss him and Jonathan Huberdeau's, even though Jonathan Huberdeau signed a few weeks ago. We're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But now we are going to discuss our latest partner, which is Athletic Greens. And our next partner is something that I literally use every day because I started taking AG1 because I needed to stop drinking so much coffee. I realized that drinking so much coffee actually increases my anxiety levels over a period of time. So I had to go live, I had to start by limiting the amount of coffees I would drink, but then the solution for me to, as far as energy was AG1. And what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition with just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back on this second segment here on this Monday, October 10th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And we were wondering all throughout the summer whether the the Calgary Flames were going to sign both Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger uh, this offseason once they once they made that trade. And these are two teams who are forever, at least in the next eight years, going to be connected with one another on who won the trade, who lost the trade. Was it a smart idea to keep this this person under this cap hit? Uh, is it is it a good idea to go younger? Is it okay? Is it okay to keep the guy who who's been here? since 2011 along with the guy who was the sixth to last pick in his draft in 2013 and now we now everything is final done everything is done 
Matthew Kuchok got extended right before even being traded to the Florida Panthers. Really, technically the first sign-and-trade in NHL history. Uh, and John Huberto signed uh, a few weeks ago, $10.5 million. It was always rumored that Mackenzie Weger was going to get kind of like a Hampus Lindholm type of deal, 6.25 uh, with the Calgary Flames. And that combined, that in itself combined, $16.75 million uh, as far as their AAV. And right now with the Panthers sitting at 11 after extending Spencer Knight, and then if you were to pay both of them, Again, Mackenzie Weger was going uh, going to be a guy that was always going to be seen as a rental for the Panthers and then walk next offseason because of what he was going to command as a number one defenseman, which, listen, that money for Mackenzie Weger as far as where he was drafted to, to moving up into ECHL all the way to the NHL, even getting some Norris votes, I want to say personally, honestly for him, congratulations to Mackenzie Weger on, on getting the bag. But as far as the Florida Panthers, they have continued to to show why it was a good idea to make this trade for for them, because in a in a flat cap world, it, it was it was going to, it was going to be difficult for this team, and it was going to be continuously up the cap and not being able to reset and going into free agency with very with minor signings that was only going to hold your team back over the long haul and th- this is where this is where the panthers are right now and you know what this freaking sucks <laughs> it sucks right now that the panthers are as tight to the cap as it, as they can be because like i said last segment you're risking losing Alexi Hapaniemi and Lucas Carlson. Mo- mostly Alexi Hapaniemi, in my opinion. But you don't want to always be in that position. That's the thing. And luckily, that, for the Panthers, gives them an opportunity to get younger. And there, I've, I've, I've looked a little bit for at the free agents coming into 2023. And defenseman, I saw Travis Sandheim of the Philadelphia Flyers, who's going to be a free agent coming this offseason for the Panthers. There's a lot of uh, Panther fans on on the internet talking about Calvin DeHaan, about taking about how long he was on the market, and then the Florida Panthers not going after someone like him on a, on a possible cheap deal, someone who's been around the game for a while as well. So the defense core is. You know, not not the strongest part of the Panthers lineup right now. The the top pair, not a not a pair that I'm really worried about. But it, it's really, but the good news about about the defense for the Panthers, it, it seems that even though Mark Mark Stahl is a little older, that Brandon Montour, he really spoke about it last week is that he was the guy last year who always had a different defense partner really every game, pairing up with the sixth or seventh defenseman. And for for a guy who's been here for a few years now, I'm sure he wants that one consistent person on, on the other side. And this is also an opportunity for Montour himself with getting um, quarterback into power play. And being on that second pair with a consistent partner now, this could be an opportunity for him to elevate his game. And he's not he's not an expensive player on this roster neither. 
So there's still that chance for him to grow even even more as a player. And that 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 is the positive that I can take out of that at least. But it's still going to it's still going to be a, a little bit of a little bit of a rough uh season as far as figuring out the bottom pair and whether Mark Stahl can actually consistently stay and play up to a second pairing second pairing minutes with Brandon Montour because it looks like that maybe Radko Gouis could be uh slated in the third pair along with Matt Kierstead. And if Lucas Carlson gets um clears waivers and is brought back, it could be a situation where where they're together more. And 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 it's funny because first day of practice I spoke to Radko Gudis about Lucas Carlson talking about and he looks faster, more confident, stronger. Carlson just had a kid as well, uh, just last week or two weeks ago. And it, it, there's a lot of questions, but not a lot of answers as of right now for this team. And it, of course, it'll be clear when once 2 p.m. comes around as far as who clears waivers and then 5 p.m. when they have the final roster. But there, there's still a lot of work work to do for for Bill Zito in the front office. They're going to be really busy just trying to fit everything and everyone. And that's where, but thankfully, as far as the future for this team, it's only going to be a one-year thing as far as right now for the Panthers. And this is why, this is why, you know, this is why uh, Bill Zito did not sign McKenzie Weir because you don't want to be here every single year. Just ask Vegas. Vegas is still going through their issues of being tight up against the cap and trying to shed so much salary they traded max petretti for future considerations when they traded so much to get him they traded barely they didn't get much of a turn for mark andre fleury when they traded him to chicago last offseason you don't want to be in a position where you're trading assets for future considerations when you traded so much to get players you don't want to be there you want that flexibility and Credit to Bill Zito. Credit to him for that. And it's it's going to take a year of, once again, growing pains for, for this team to, to try to get everything under the cap. And the trade deadline is going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult for, for this team. I remember if you guys listened to the crossover with Locked On Leafs, they asked me, what are the chances of the, of the Panthers trading for Jacob Chikrin? And it's at this point, it's too late for the Panthers to do it. If they would have tried that, if they would have tried making that trade, it would have been last trade deadline or this offseason. But the lack of flexibility and the lack of capital, it, Jacob Chikrin is not coming to South Florida. It's it's I I'm ninety nine percent ninety nine point nine nine percent sure that it's not not going to happen happen for the Panthers. And this is where this is where you got to get creative for Bill Zito, at least right now. In the third and final segment, we are going to continue the discussion of the Hockey Canada investigation and what is the latest of sponsors pulling out and whether people are defending Hockey Canada or continuing to criticize them. We're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. 
Third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Monday, October 10th edition of the show. And as I'm recording, seeing uh, updates from practices, Carver Hagee left practice early, came back out, talked to the medical staff and Paul Maurice, and he's staying on, um, on the ice for the Panthers. Uh, that's a, a That is from George Richards of Florida Hockey Now uh, reporting that. But let's get into continuing the conversation on Hockey Canada and everything that's going on. And if you've listened to episodes a few weeks ago on their investigations about everything from the 2008 World Junior Hockey Team to 2003, uh, by the way, trigger warnings for anyone listening. If you have little ears in the car, uh, just, just letting you know that this is a conversation of of sexual assault and, and that topic. But the, the latest really is of the head of head of the board, Andrea Skinner resigning, but just the comments that she made a, a, f- a few days ago when, when asking about trusting the CEO and, and the rest of the board to do the right thing. And then a response of who are you going to replace it with? And the answer just listening to that is there are so many people who care about the sport, especially in Canada. I've only been to Canada once in my life, but the amount, the the one time that I did go there and how people love that sport and, of course, seeing it on TV, listening to podcasts, of especially uh, 32 Thoughts, Daily Faceoff, all, all the Canadian media members who cover the sport, and it's 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 religion uh, kind of up there. And, and ta- there are so many people who care about the sport that when Andrew Skinner came out and say, who are you going to replace with? <laughs> Trust me, there are so many people who would want to be in that position to make act- an actual positive change for, for this organization. People want to play for the country, but people don't want to play for the organization. That's pe- people, people want to, and that's a hard place for players to be, whether it's world juniors, uh, women's hockey, a li- um, going to the world championships, the Olympics, you name it. it. It's hard to want to wear the colors of the flag that of the country that you are from. But of course, the organization is the is the difference and still still wanting to keep the leaders, but defending them. And the and of course, in the in the testimony, I watched a little bit of a testimony from Andrew Skinner and just and the person asking her the questions, I, I actually did not get the name of the person asking the question, was asking her, isn't change start with the leader? And then dodging questions and continuing to defend CEO Scott Smith of Hockey Canada. And just, and also discuss, oh, isn't it up to the board to, to decide who run, runs this and continues to, to defend? And the amount of sponsors that have pulled out, Canadian Tire permanently ended their relationship. Scotia Bank, Telus, Nike, Hockey Nova Scotia uh, pulled funds. Tim Hortons pulled funds. Uh, mayors of Halifax and Moncton are speaking out against Hockey Canada, and this is this is where a lot of people have said enough is enough. And the message that you're sending, more importantly, to parents of kids is telling them that we just care about money and that 
they're they're not going to they don't they don't they're not telling parents that we're we're going to keep your child safe because think about the amount of parents who are sending their kids away and they might not be knowing what could be going on with their kids while they're away at all of these tournaments outside of their province is that the kind of or if you're a parent is that the kind of organization that you want to give your your son or daughter to i don't know uh, it's a it's a very it's a very tough place to be if you're if you're a parent that loves this game wants to see your child succeed but it's a, an organization hockey canada that doesn't love its players back and prime minister justin trudeau also spoke about if they need to create a an organization called canada canada hockey in order for players to have a safe place to go, to play under a safe organization to play under excuse me that he will do everything he can as as far as the statement that i saw to to hopefully make that happen and he's speaking out on it on it as well and and we're seeing more of things come to light as far as players being brought out as far as mistreatment of other players and misconduct i mean bakersfield condors the ahl affiliate of the edmonton oilers uh just fired somebody for uh sexual offense to a minor and ian cole of the tampa bay lightning was just suspended barring an investigation from the team and the tampa bay there's a this is according to the tampa bay times as well so those things are starting to really come come to light and more of these things are really starting to really tell the truth and and that and there's an there's an article uh about about wayne simmons and akima lu yesterday uh by I, I believe the name is scott simmons about trying to put akima lu down about saying, oh, if there's a person you want to look up to, look up to Wayne Simmons, not Akeem Alou, about someone who's persevered. And I'm like, and and they wanted to talk about Wayne Simmons' longevity and and his, his production versus Akeem Alou. And that's a red flag as far as where Simon um Simmons went for for his criticism on Akeem Alou. And Akimalu also came came out and spoke about how it's not it's not going to divide us. It's going to bring us stronger together, and it, it's a problem. It's continuing to be a problem in this game. How it's just a mentality of just shut up and get on the ice, play, be unselfish, be there for the team, sac sacrifice everything. But th the fact that we're abandoning feelings of people and well-being is just not okay and it's continuing to be a mentality of as far as the organizations profit over people and i i don't know what's inside of the minds of coaches and 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 all when they when they see see this happen to players but do they when when they get in when they get the group together and they're and they see that someone's missing do they 
is it and another player comes in it's just, just like oh uh, uh, okay next one is that their mentality is that what they're thinking i hope not because i i know there's 20 plus um players on a, on a roster but the well-being of each and every one of those people matter even if even if someone gets hurt to the point emotionally or physically to the point where they can't play hockey again th those players need to be checked up on and those players need to have make sure that they have a good well-being not only for the game but quality of life post hockey as well and that goes for every sport too that it's not just a hockey issue um but this is continuing at least in this sport to come out in in the in the public and the truth is starting to 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 be shown and the truth hurts the truth is uncomfortable too but in order to make change and in order to for in in order for change to happen truth needs to come out and being uncomfortable is also another thing that has to happen too. And I hope that Hockey Canada, I hope they learn from this. They haven't shown anyone that they have, but I hope that that with Andrew Skinner's re resignation, that more um, when it comes to Scott Smith and defending him, I hope that there's more of condemning him instead because you the the change starts with the leadership for for these organizations and and it starts up top and and it's a uh, and and we we just can't have this anymore in 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 hockey in society and in, in any sport that just you need to care about the well-beings of these people and that's really what it comes down to Thank you, thank you guys once again for listening to this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Once again, another not a easy conversation to have, but a conversation that we have to have uh, as far as the game and what's going on within the game outside of the not only NHL but the 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 game of hockey in in general. Like I said, we find out who clears waivers around two p.m. today, and we also find out the final roster today at 5 p.m. on Tuesday's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. We'll be discussing who is going to make the team and who will not be on the team as well for the Panthers and who will likely be starting the season in Charlotte for the for the Pan, uh, for the Panthers slash checkers. By the way, I want to wish a happy Thanksgiving to edit everybody in Canada. I want I want to wish everybody uh, a, a, a great holiday and I hope that you guys uh, take this opportunity to be around loved ones during during this time uh, th thank you guys for listening and in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Rodent we'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listener of the day. And for your second listener of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown NHL. 
Locked On Experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on everything National Hockey League. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Sarma Mondevelez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.